0: You are listening to the IDH Sustainable Trade Podcast. In this series, we dive into the innovative work we do with our partners to make value chains sustainable and business models inclusive. My name is Imaru Uhares, and today we're going to talk about the world of data and agriculture. Data is very valuable as it can greatly improve farm management. Sharing these data insights helps cross learning between farmers from different countries and different commodities. For that reason, Yayasan IDH organizes its first learning launchpad. During this one-week session, SpiceUp, which develops information services for 100,000 pepper farmers in Indonesia, is joined by six experts specialized in technology and business development to help them reinvent their business model and optimize farm data to realize sustainable production. I have with me Jay Akiredi senior manager learning and innovation at IDH, and the leader of the Learning Launchpad, as well as evert Verschuren, who's project manager from SpiceUp. Welcome both. Uh, maybe let's start with a short introduction.
1: Yeah, my name is Evert-Jan Verschuren. Um, I'm working with Forsaken Spices, the spice company in the Netherlands, and I'm based in Asia and more precise in Jakarta. Part of my responsibilities is managing the projects for Verstegen. One of the projects is PISEP. I used to work in certification and projects. Yeah, that's about me.
0: Okay, great. Thanks. Jay?
2: Yeah. uh, Hi, my name is Jay Akiretti, and I'm working in uh, IDH as impact lead for smallholder inclusion, as well as technology. So I have seven years of experience working with smallholder farmers in Africa, and also uh, in the North America as well. Yeah, now with IDH, uh, I oversee a lot of projects uh, that are promoting smallholder inclusion and technology usage comes up more and more in providing that inclusion.
0: Thanks. Well, I'm glad that both of you could join today. Let's start with the broad picture. When we look at tropical agricultural production, what do you see as an essential change in the coming five years?
1: If I speak for the situation in Indonesia and the smaller farmers we are working with here, it's more or less about the diversity of their income. They should not rely on one of the agricultural crops, but they should diversify their their income with with several crops. And also the productivity per crop should increase so that less land is needed or or will be transformed into agricultural land. These uh, two
2: are quite relevant topics. And one thing uh, from my experience in Zambia, what I see is like, uh, especially the uh, agricultural uh, that is done near forest area or national parks, people are going into the national park cutting trees. Uh, and also that's why like animals also lose their forest or habitat with the population increase. People
0: uh, keep on using more land because they have low productivity. So what do you see as the role of buyers and suppliers to facilitate this change?
2: So from my side, what I see uh, the change in the uh, next five years is uh, properly planning i mean like what i see more and more is farmers are producing something and trying to find market but probably there is limited market logistics is a big problem but uh, when i speak about market maybe there is a gap in demand and supply so sometimes providing information to the farmers is quite key uh, because they have to know what to produce and also like uh, what to buy as fertilizer and like how do you increase uh, production. Like uh, we are asking farmers to be expert on many things and then there is uh, no proper support. So what I see uh, the buyers and the ecosystem players in this space, like for example, a buyer of agricultural commodity or supplier of fertilizer or like a supplier of uh, herbicides, fungicides or even like supplier of information or something. Uh, taking more responsibility in uh, providing this information and reaching out to the farmer.
1: To add on that, I think it will be good that uh, that buyers and the producers will be linked through the traders or the exporters. They, they uh, plan the demand for, or the need for, for certain products and that the farmers producers are aware that certain knowledge is needed so that they show the buyer that they are knowledgeable and that they know what they are doing and make their products more interesting to access the market.
0: For a farmer to be able to show that they are knowledgeable, some sort of a track record is needed. That's where data comes in. Jay, can you explain a bit more about the link between agriculture and data and how that's developing?
2: What I see is globally there is a trend towards data and technology in all other industries. But my uh, personal feeling is that, like, for the farming, it is still kind of new. Uh, Of course, like, there are uh, these big smart farms in uh, developed countries, but uh, implementing technology solutions are like uh, gathering accurate data in smallholder farms is quite nascent and it is just starting and there is a long, very, very long way to go. So um, yeah, definitely that is the interest that IDH has as well as that is where we align with SpiceUp here in the same interest.
0: So Evert, what's SpiceUp doing around data?
1: Well, we started uh, a year ago in May 2018. We just finished then the first year. Uh, and, and in the first year, we we're actually developing the service itself with the, with the technical partners. We are we are finding out what is actually possible to, to measure and, and to put into the service. We have a, a, a water management service. So what we can do is... With the satellite, uh, we can do a satellite sensing and, and, and monitor the moisture levels of the soil and also the vegetation. So we can tell the farmer that his plot is too dry or too wet. Then another service is pest and disease, as you said. That is a bit more complicated because there is a lot of parameters involved why, when and why pests and diseases occur in the field. But we try to figure out some... With an algorithm uh, to see when there is a long drought or, or a short drought and, and a long wet period that the risk for pests can occur. That we can alert the farmer to say, "Hey, go to your farm and look for certain pests." and uh, Another service is weather, and then last, we are building a traceability system that we say, "Okay, all these data we're gathering from the farm and and also within Spice up. so we can tell, um, yeah, this is a is a farmer who is." farming his farm in the correct way, and this data we uh, can put together with the pepper he's selling to the collector, and then to the end user who has the interest in, in, in a very sustainable supply chain, and to see what kind of pharmacy he's working with. Um, so we in the first year and still developing. Now we, we are developing the app. That is a quite tricky part because the app should be, as I call it, farmer-proof can sit in a, in a nice room and think of very uh, innovative and, and new things but then if you need to translate it at the farm level uh, and uh, if we talk about reliable data then it will be good that you understand what they are doing in their uh, daily life.
0: What could be one of the things a farmer could run into and could use the app for?
1: Uh, for example about pest and diseases so if he sees a pest then he can uh, upload that information to the, to the app and then uh, we can gather the data and so Hopefully, we can see a pattern, certain pests occur, and then we can see, okay, this is uh, the weather pattern uh, or this is the moisture levels, and we can make the relation if the pest is related to the weather pattern or the moisture levels in the soil, for example.
0: So, where's the project now? What are the big things you're working on?
1: What we try to achieve now in our project is transparency where the product is coming from, what are the players in, in the supply chain, which middlemen are involved. And, and how does the supply chain look like? And then we we take another step to to see how can we map the farmers. But that you know, we're actually really pioneering in the spice sector for that.
0: And Jay, how is IDH involved in all of this? Uh,
2: so IDH is um, working with the 500 plus partners, and most of them are agricultural value chain players. And what I see in all of them is they definitely have uh, some kind of challenges. They would like IDH to help. So uh, we thought of uh, opening a specific stream uh, of um, how to give uh, advice or like work on a specific problem uh, with a specific partner. So this is the initial idea uh, that came uh, in the beginning of the year. So we reached out to the partners uh, to submit their challenges that they have, uh, and one of the challenges that we receive is uh, advice. Upon. So this is uh, uh, very interesting for us because uh, it is uh, talking about like, how to uh, sustainably uh, provide this uh, data service to the farmers. So we want to work on a commercial model. Uh, for that, uh, with the Launchpad, we are not only engaging IDH, but we are bringing in six uh, experts uh, from uh, different sectors, like some are from the private sector, some are uh, academia, and then uh, some from humanitarian sector, share ideas and work on a few specific problems and come up with uh, solutions. Uh, this is the idea of the
0: Design Sprint or this uh, IDH Learning Launchpad. So Spice Up is still in its starting phase now. And through the Learning Launchpad, we'll explore how to make it commercially viable. What is eventually the goal as a business model? Uh,
1: So during the project period, uh, all the activities from all the partners uh, in Indonesia and Holland are are funded by by the uh, NSO, the space office. After the project period uh, ends, we need to uh, develop a sustainable business out of SpiceUp so that we generate income uh, to cover the cost of all the uh, companies involved. So that is uh, where we try to see where we can find revenue uh, with the SpiceUp services. And there we target also the business and to see how we can link uh, business to business interests to Spice up. So we are talking to microfinance institutes, to aqua input suppliers, to governments, to NGOs, and discuss what is possible, uh, what is the data worth to them, uh, what, what do they need. For example, this morning I had a meeting with the Microfinance Institute, and we were discussing uh, how we can link finance to, to the farmer, and, uh, that they use aqua inputs, uh, that they will be able to follow the program advice of SpiceUp. Do the
0: farmers have to pay for the SpiceUp services?
1: Well, the plan is not to charge the farmer for the SpiceUp service. So if if the data is reliable, that, that is one of the challenges, then we can uh, provide the service for free to him. But, of course, other partners need to, to pay for, for the service. So, yeah, we, we are, uh, as I said, aqua input suppliers where we can uh, yeah, mar- uh, yeah, market actually as an inclusive model that if the farmer buys certain aqua inputs that this price of uh, service is included.
0: So as Evert mentions, there is an important role for the finance institutions as they can help give farmers access to finance to buy agro-inputs such as fertilizers. However, often farmers in developing areas are seen as a high-risk investment and therefore may not get a loan. Do you see data as a solution in this?
2: What I see is like opportunity, right? Uh, So yes, there is a risk, but the the upside is like... uh, the other farmers whose data is available, they get more loans because, like right now, uh, the banks or microfinance institutes, uh, they look at farmers uh, with uh, having a lot of risk. So if we can uh, quantify that risk, saying that, like, okay, uh, the farmer has uh, this much input and this is the guarantee, the crop that he will get, and then also this might be his potential income streams. And then the risk is low, and then also the risk pricing of the capital will be low. That means like there might be a lowering of interest rates. Already that data is available, and some farmers are getting finance at uh, lower cost. And then the other farmers who who has bad year can work with uh, humanitarian organizations and NGOs, and then they can take the risk because like they would like to work with uh, not. 10,000 farmers, but a particular 1,000 or 500 farmers here, uh, and then they will work and get them up to speed, and the whole society will benefit on that. The access to finance is one of the mm-hmm. very key things uh, in improving farmer resilience. And uh, yes, uh, with all other services, they are very important. And uh, with this data collection, if the access to finance be unlocked, that will be a great thing. What excites you most about the project? From my side, like I'm quite uh, excited <laughs> about this. And uh, um, yeah, and personally involved in uh, choosing the experts, contacting them and talking to them. And there is a lot of energy uh, out there. And also, I'm very happy to get uh, diverse
0: experts. And your hopes for the outcome of the learning launchpad?
2: What I would like to see in the upcoming uh, design sprint is to provide a list of solutions for spice up to choose so um, people will be thinking about like out of the box solutions and then uh, out of all those ideas pick up few ideas that uh, spice up can implement and for you
1: avert yeah that, that we find an approach or a model that we think is, is viable to explore and also to address certain organizations who are ahead or aware. I think one of the issues we are facing now is that it's new and the technology is not known by all the uh, B2B uh, organizations and that we find approach or, or strategy to, to work with, with companies who, are, who value the innovation we are building. And from that, that we can see, okay, this is in, in time will be creating revenue and, and understanding of certain businesses that is the new way of agriculture in, 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 in developing countries and that it will be risky, but still uh, a way to explore and to understand that it will benefit both sides, well, the farmer and also the off takers and the B2B uh, customers.
0: Thanks so much for your time. If you're interested in our other podcasts, you can follow our channel via iTunes, Spotify or SoundCloud, or you can sign up for the IDH newsletter to always receive the latest news and podcasts in your inbox. You'll hear back from us next month.